the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. All right, let's get it on. It's 1006. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is the Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS in Denver. Doing a simulcast on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer in Colorado Springs. Mike, I thought you were in Mexico. I am. We left last Tuesday with a wonderful group of listeners, but I want the show to go on. So I'm turning it over to Luis Gonzalez. Luis used to be a rock jock, wants to break into the talk world, so he has put together a show that is going to blow you away. Luis, take it away. All right, well, first of all, thank you. A big thank you to Mike Boyle for allowing me to take over the show this week. Uh, we're being heard on News Talk 710 KNUS in Denver and also uh, AM 1460 and 101.1 FM, The Answer in Colorado Springs. That's right, simulcast up and down the front range. So my name is Luis Gonzalez, and I've been here working for Salem Media for about uh, a few months or so, and I've got my, uh, my big boss and my mentor behind a glass. Uh, Kelly Michaels, he's going to help me run the show today. So uh, I got to be honest, you know, it's it's something I've been looking forward to since uh, he first approached me with the idea. I was like, uh, well, you know, I've, I've never I've never talked about food before. I mean, I certainly love food. In fact, if you were to look at a picture of me online somewhere, you'd be thinking to yourself, boy, I, I think I know why he tapped uh, this guy to run the show for this Sunday. Um, well, I, I, I'm a person who loves food, and I love being in restaurants. And, well, we're going to uh, try and talk to you about some of the restaurants I've been to in Denver because uh, I'm actually from the East Coast. Oh, that's right. Yes, that uh, evil... Liberal East Coast. No, it is evil, though. That's why I had to leave, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I do have to say I'm different from Mike in many ways. Uh, one way is that uh, I'm not as well-traveled as he is. You know, a vacation for me nowadays is uh, driving to Pueblo for firecrackers. Not really all that exciting, i got to be honest with you. Meanwhile, he shares photos on his Facebook page where he's dining at the finest local Mexican eateries. By the way, Mike, I really hope you have a great time down there and having women feed him grapes while he's on a hammock. God bless him. So we're going to get into a couple of topics today, including uh, egg prices in Colorado. What's up with that? Um, and also, I want to talk about the uh, no tipping movement, um, where that's been going since around 2014 or so, and also the death of restaurant buffets. I'm certainly a man who loves variety, and restaurant buffets offer me that. So um, it'll be sad seeing most of them go, unfortunately. Uh, if you'd like to uh, call me up, phone lines are open at 303-696-1971. That's 303-696-1971. You can also text me directly on the uh, KNUS app. And uh, if I find something interesting, I'll certainly uh, share it on the air with all the listeners. But I'm very glad to uh, be here with you guys uh, this Sunday. And, you know, big thanks to everyone here at uh, KNUS. I also want to thank uh, some of the people over at uh, the Colorado Media School. 
um, especially my good friend Cade. So we're going to get to all of that in just a bit. So just hang with me, folks. We're going to have an interesting ride. It's going to be great, believe me. Hopefully. <laughs> Louis Gonzalez in for Mike Boyle, and we'll be right back with the restaurant show. I'll see you then. They call it a problem. I call it a solution. All right. Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Luis Gonzalez stepping in for Mike as he's in Mexico with a bunch of his listeners. And uh, boy, I got to say, I am super jealous. Uh, I myself have never been to Mexico. I have been to the Caribbean. In fact, uh, my father and my mother are uh, hailed both from uh, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. So uh, it's, you know, it's interesting. I am uh, Latin, yet I have two left feet. I have absolutely no rhythm whatsoever. It's it, it's really a shame when I'm dating. And, uh, well, you know, perhaps uh, the woman that I'm with would like to dance. And I have to tell her, I'm sorry. I just can't do that for you. Uh, Want to get some pizza? <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> All right, it's uh, 38 degrees right now, uh, pretty cloudy right now, 14 minutes after 10. Uh, welcome back to the show. So we're about two weeks into the new year, January 15th, and usually at the start of the year, what do we do? We make New Year's resolutions. Actually, sometimes we'll make New Year's resolutions right as that ball drops at 12 o'clock. Which is interesting, because we'll be thinking about what we want to do, but at the same time we're thinking, oh well, I don't think I'll I don't think I'll do that up until that uh, that ball drops, which is fascinating to me. So as soon as you're done with the kiss, you're kissing your partner, you're thinking to myself, all right, well I guess today's the day, or this year is the year that I lose weight. You know, and I've been telling myself that for. God, I can't even imagine 15 years, probably 20 years or so. You can, you can imagine how I look after telling myself that I would be losing uh, weight for uh, all those years. And, well, my issue is, you know, I start out strong and then I just kind of fade out by around mid-February, most likely. And, you know, I, I say that I'll, I'll join a gym and, you know, usually I, I will get up to at least the application process and then think to myself, God, what if I bought something at home? You know, and I, th I think that's why people have so much gym equipment, just sort of uh, gathering dust and collecting cobwebs in a closet or an attic somewhere. Although, then again, if you can get gym equipment up in an attic... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've already done half the work, haven't you? Uh, so I was just looking at this uh, survey from uh, Forbes magazine. It's called the, the Health One Poll of uh, 1,005 U.S. adults. So uh, this survey was conducted November 18th through November 28th of last year. And it looked at Americans' attitudes surrounding resolution setting and what type of goals were prioritized. And so, uh, you know, this will surprise you. So you would think that the number one resolution would be to lose weight, and it usually is. But apparently, according to this, 45% polled said improved mental health. And, you know, we are in a culture where we just sort of throw pills at somebody and think that somehow that will, 
just, you know, take away the blues, if you will. But there are other holistic actions and there are uh, other things that you can do practically not, not by not taking pills, which will improve your mental health. For example, getting out of your room. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many days uh, I would spend in my room and I'm thinking to myself, well, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than this. And so, yeah, just simply going outside, taking a walk, you know, um, running. Uh, yeah, running. Uh, you know, you'll, 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 you'll get those, uh, you know, you'll get those happy brain chemicals, um, actually. So that's something that people could do uh, to improve their mental health. Uh, not watching uh, true crime on TV. Because I gotta be tell- I gotta be honest. Just watching true crime on TV, I've learned to trust nobody. Nobody. I can't trust my sister. I can't trust my mother. I can't trust anybody. I mean, that's usually what I see. It's just like, oh, and then then this terrible tragedy happened, and you know, then it's like you're you know the best friend that they've been with for like fifteen years, because apparently he was jealous that this guy got a promotion uh, at a job that he wanted. <laughs> so improved mental health, that's number one. Improved fitness, that's the one we were waiting for, right? Uh, that's at 39%. Um, and then at 37% is uh, lose weight, which, you know, kind of go hand in hand, to be perfectly honest with you. Unless improved fitness means uh, maybe you want your body to be a little more toned than it was before. You know, maybe uh, you want to get rid of the dad bod. Um, I'm not sure what I have. I have like uh, like three times a dad bod, whatever that means. <laughs> um, I'm 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 a big gentleman, uh, uh, folks. So uh, you know I will be uh, mentioning that throughout the entire show. Uh, so we've got improved diet. Well, certainly uh, we've got improved diet after lose weight, and that's at 33. percent Yeah, I mean to be honest, like improved fitness, losing weight, improved diet, all those go hand in hand. Improved diet, certainly. I mean. You know, maybe uh, lay off of the uh, Little Caesars uh, pizzas every now and then. I know it's cheap. It's it's $5, right? I think it's still $5. Um, but perhaps it's not such a good thing to be eating all the time. Uh, I know people say, you know, make a salad. But sometimes I got to be honest with you. I make a salad. Ain't that great. It's not it's it's not that fantastic when I put a couple of leaves together, maybe throw in some tomatoes and it it, it ends up uh, tasting like uh, one of those salads you get at a pizzeria, which are terrible. In fact, I think Family Guy did a bit on that. <laughs> Some guy just calls into uh, pizzeria. He's like, hey, yo, can I get a salad? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll just throw everything in in a bowl. And that's pretty much what and that's pretty much what it is. You know, you get. Well, and, and, and then people usually when they eat salads, well. You know, they add in all that ranch, they add in all that blue cheese. So you got all those extra calories that you wouldn't have had before. Uh, you know, they throw in those those cheese garlic croutons. And believe me, those are awesome, especially the um, onion and garlic croutons. Because, of course, when I eat a salad, I certainly want my breath to uh, smell that way. To- <laughs> all right. All right, we'll be back with more on The Restaurant Show. Call me up, 303-696-1971. I'm in for Mike Boyle, and uh, we'll have more of these types of things coming up for you on this show. I'll see you in a bit. All right. 
right. It's the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Luis Gonzalez filling in for Mike while he's on vacation in Mexico. In fact, we may even get a special uh, surprise phone call. Well, it's not a surprise if I know that he may be calling in, all right? Uh, anyway, you are listening to me on uh, News Talk 710 KNUS and also 104.1, uh, the answer in Colorado Springs, AM 1460 as well. All right, so uh, we're talking about New Year's resolutions, and uh, I mentioned improved mental health at uh, 45%, improved fitness, losing weight, uh, improved diet, and also, this is interesting, improved finances. So I guess uh, these are people who just spend way too much money on things that they don't need. Uh, for example, I was thinking about uh, buying something and somebody was gracious enough to kind of uh, say, hey, listen, don't buy that. I've got this thing you can at least borrow. And then I can decide from there and there, from, from then and there, if I actually want it or not. And, uh, well... And that's fine. Um, I think improved finances, I mean, that. I think that's a great way to go as far as uh, New Year's resolutions. In fact, I actually think that's a little more feasible, to be perfectly honest, than losing weight. Because that is a lot. But improved finances, I'm pretty sure you can buy some sort of uh, ledger or some sort of, uh, what's that uh, program? Uh, QuickBooks? Right, keeps track of your uh, keeps track of your money, um, and what's that about? Uh, I don't know, seventy seventy five dollars. So yeah, just keep track of um, everything you buy in there, and uh, by the end of the year, you'll be like, oh wow, well okay, I saved about five grand this year. Isn't that amazing? So it actually says that women are more likely than men to cite improved mental health as a resolution, forty seven percent compared to forty percent, and that's uh, I. I I, I'm going to have to say, I think that's probably because men or we men don't really think that we ever have any issues at all. And we just we just kind of go through life pretty much just raw dogging it. And, uh, you know, the thing is, I mean, that could be an issue because, you know, you keep all that inside and then you never know when you might break. So, in fact, uh, I would tell men to uh, please keep track of your uh, mental health because uh, you're probably making life a little harder for people around you. Uh, it actually says that uh, men are actually more likely to prioritize goals related to physical health, such as improved diet and fitness. And that totally makes sense. I mean, uh, you know, I certainly have friends that are like, oh, dude, man, this year I am going to get jacked. Oh, dude, I'm going to get some washboard abs and everything. It's like, Gunther, shut up and sit down. All right, You're not going to do anything. You haven't done anything for the past 10 years. Why do you think you're going to do anything now? Uh, it also says about baby boomers are more likely than any other age group to cite losing weight as a top resolution. That's 54%. Uh, yeah, absolutely. My dad is actually a baby boomer. And, uh, boy, that man has been uh, carrying around that spare tire for at least a good 30 or 40 years. That's a man who could certainly uh, stand to lose some weight. And, uh, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's got the diabetes, but, uh, he's keeping that under control. Uh, thankfully, I've never had to, there's never been any sort of medical or health scare with him. But, um, I can certainly understand a man who's, uh, up there in age and, uh, you know, it's, uh, no, it, it, it's, it's, it's looking saggier than it did back in 1976. <laughs> And uh, they're thinking to themselves, you know, I think I should probably join a gym. And you know what? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you should. 
because uh yeah this country is uh boy we are we are some really big people all right and i am a really big person so i can certainly understand that as well (laughs) all right so one thing i also want to uh mention or one thing that we've um Experienced actually since the new year is uh, the Colorado General Assembly passing House Bill twenty dash thirteen forty three, and that's to uh, advance animal welfare. But really, uh, everybody sort of knows it as the egg price increase. We've all gone to King Supers, we've all gone to um, all these other supermarkets, and we've noticed that a dozen eggs right now uh, ain't quite as uh, cheap as it used to be back uh, seven or eight months ago. Um, in fact, I think I saw about. A dozen eggs, probably for $7 or so, $6. And, you know, listen, the thing is, I'm usually not somebody who actually eats breakfast, to be perfectly honest with you. But when I actually do, I like to have my Spam and eggs. That's right. I'm that one guy in Colorado who likes Spam and eggs and isn't a Pacific Islander. Uh, But actually, it's uh, part of my culture. We do uh, the Spam and eggs, or sometimes we do... um, uh, corned beef hash and eggs, which is interesting. And yeah, and I'm talking about that corned beef hash from the can. We don't make it from scratch. And well, I mean, obviously it's affecting everybody um, in their wallet. So the law goes after January 1st of this year, farm owner or operator shall not knowingly confine an egg laying hen in an enclosure with less than one square foot of usable floor space per egg laying hen. And so uh, the CEO of the uh, Humane Society of the U.S., Kitty Block, actually wrote a blog post about the new law saying that, uh, in part, this is yet another striking victory in our campaign to eradicate cruel cage confinement for farm animals. And I can certainly understand, you know, whenever I watch some of these videos on YouTube or some other video site where I see these um, animals being treated harshly, it, uh, you know, it, it, it does affect me. I mean, I'm not, you know, there, there aren't tears streaming from, uh, from my cheeks, uh, from my eyes going down my cheeks. But I can certainly understand why people would feel bad for these animals. But, you know, the problem is, I mean, you know, we're at a world population of several billion right now. And we like eggs and we like chicken. In fact, as a whole, I think that um, Americans actually eat 9 billion chickens every single year. And we are sold this sort of fantasy that, uh, you know, there's a man and his wife and they have a couple of kids and they live in a barn house. And, you know, those are the people providing us with uh, eggs and chicken, uh, meat and, and pork and, uh, you know, whatever else. But to be perfectly honest, if you go to an actual farm right now, you'll see it's these huge facilities and you go inside and you're going to see at least several thousand chickens, you know, all side by side. And that's actually the reason why, because because we as Americans eat so much chicken, that's actually the reason why you compare a chicken from now, 2023, to a chicken from 1956. And, you know, you'll see what the difference is. I mean, the uh, breast meat of the chicken is huge. I mean, they can barely walk. 
I mean, they look huge. I mean, they, they are insanely big uh, because of all the hormones that we treat them because, well, you know, we can't give them these scrawny chickens, you know. And so what it is is that uh, these guys are contracted by Purdue or Tyson, uh, these big uh, chicken companies out there. And they pay these farmers pretty much peanuts to kind of maintain a farm. And at the end of, I don't know, several weeks or a month, uh, the guys from Purdue or Tyson, they come by in a big truck. They gather all the chickens that look edible because some, some of them don't. I've actually seen videos where chickens are just kind of uh, laying in their own waste on the floor. And it's really disgusting to see. i got to be honest with you. And they come and pick them up, and there you go. So now it's up to these farmers to uh, breed another set of uh, chickens. And so so I can, I can understand why this new law came into effect, but we also have to understand that, you know, we are growing as a population, and we still continue to grow. So that's the only reason why we don't have these chickens, you know, going, you know, pretty much all over the farm and doing it is what they do and, you know, just being annoying because, um, you know, by the way, try to get close to a chicken and uh, see if they don't uh, follow you if you get uh, close to uh, one of its chicks. So, uh, yeah, so the new law will spare, uh, that's what they say, uh, approximately 6 million chickens each year from being locked for most of their lives in tiny wire cages where they cannot even spread their wings. And it's true. And it's true. I've seen videos where these uh, chickens are just in these super confined. To be honest, I get claustrophobic. Uh, looking at it myself. So I can't imagine what these animals with uh, brains the size of peas are thinking to themselves. Maybe they're not thinking, to be perfectly honest with you. What, what can they be thinking? But to be honest, it is a cruel way to live. And so, uh, yeah, so any Colorado farm that has fewer than 3,000 egg-laying hens doesn't need to follow the new requirements. And so anyway, that price is pretty much passed down to the consumer. Because now they have to, yeah, now they have to uh, renovate how they uh, now they have to renovate their farms, and it's uh, different from you know putting these uh, chickens in cages. So now they have to be free range. By the way, free range doesn't necessarily mean that the uh, chicken is just kind of running around the farm. Free range essentially means that. Okay, well, they're not being confined in cages, but there are still thousands of chickens kind of huddled together. Um, so, yeah, so I actually saw a documentary on this. It was about 11 minutes or so, and it's on YouTube, and it was on an Oregon egg farm. And so, yeah, these chickens were obviously very closely confined and it looked claustrophobic, and it was just insane to look at. But I do want to get back to that uh, in a bit. Uh, so uh, call me up, 303-696-1971. If you have any uh, anything about that, you can join me on the air. You can also text me directly at the KNUS app. So we'll be back with more show. This is uh, the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, KUS. All right. 
right, let's get it on. It's the Mike Wall Restaurant Show. Luis Gonzalez stepping in for Mike while he's off in Mexico, just having a grand old time. I'm here at the uh, 710 News Talk uh, KNUS Studios live with you. So if you'd like to call me up, you can do so at 303-696-1971. Once again, that's 303-696-1971. And uh, you can also text me directly on the KNUS app. And um, I can actually read some of those on air, which is pretty cool. So we were talking about egg prices, uh, in, well, the uh, egg price increase ever since that new uh, bill passed the Colorado General Assembly uh, this at the start of this year. So uh, it seems like uh, in the last few weeks, uh, eggs have quickly disappeared from Colorado grocery store shelves. And, of course, the prices have skyrocketed as well. As I mentioned earlier, I was um, in uh, local King Supers and I saw the uh, a, re- a regular pack of a dozen eggs, at least $7, $6, I believe. And apparently the egg shortage is a result of a nationwide avian flu outbreak infecting uh, poultry farms. Uh, increased consumer demand during the holidays because, of course, you you got to make those cakes, you got to make those uh, got to make those cheesecakes, you got to make those carrot cakes, and uh, plus also the uh, the state law requiring that all eggs sold in grocery stores and produced on Colorado farms be cage free, which I told you took effect on January first of this year. So, getting back to that documentary that I saw on this uh, Colorado egg farm, so this was filmed around eleven years years ago, and I believe that it was right around the same time that there was this whistleblower who was actually talking about these uh, cruel practices that uh, Tyson and Purdue would um, have uh, have him do because... Well, listen, we need the chickens. We need the eggs. Um, As long as they're alive and kicking, then we're going to go get them. And so... Actually, in the documentary, uh, they they interviewed a, a poultry uh, veterinarian, which uh, who actually said that you can produce eggs humanely, whether they are cage free or in a cage, according to the science. Now, I actually don't have the science in front of me. I'm going to go ahead and assume that this person with a doctor in front of their name uh, knows exactly what they're talking about, and so the documentary that I was talking about with the uh, whistleblower. Um, that's actually called a, a cockfight. And, um, yeah, it was a farmer blowing the whistle on uh, Big Chicken. And he sort of uh, laid bare what the life of, of a, a contract farmer is like. And so, really, what it did was, uh, it, you know, it shed light on the, um, the I guess, the, the hidden cruelties of um, animal agribusiness. Because, as I said, we are growing. Uh, we are growing. We are huge as a population. We eat 9 billion chickens a year. In fact, uh, we Americans eat more chicken than we do any other meat. All right? That includes beef and pork. And, uh, you know, maybe a little, uh, maybe a little quail. Uh, for those so inclined to eat uh, that type of meat, uh, so it, it so it, so it makes sense as to why Tyson and Purdue would have strict control over how those uh, chickens are bred and how the uh, farmer uh, 
uh, the farmer in that farm would raise them. It makes absolute it makes absolute total sense. But you know. Um, you know, we see videos. We see videos from uh, PETA. And I think PETA is just a nasty organization, to be perfectly honest with you. And I certainly don't mind vegetarians or vegans. But um, really, if uh, all I'm going to see from you are uh, scare tactics and fear mongering. And I, I, I actually remember that they had uh, uh, an ad campaign around probably when I was a teenager. And it was talking about uh, how... Uh, uh, meat is child abuse. I mean, that's awful. That's an awful thing to say, to be perfectly honest with you, you know. And, well, you know what? Let me uh, play something from when I was a kid. And I remember when uh, Big Egg, uh, I'm going to, uh, well, the Egg Council or the, <laughs> or the Commission of Eggs tried to uh, reach kids. And uh, this is something that actually played while I was watching my Saturday morning cartoons and uh, eating cereal. So let's go ahead and play this right now. The Incredible Edible Egg, ladies and gentlemen, that was actually something that uh, stretches back to the late 70s. I believe they started that campaign. And so the one I just played right now is from the 90s. So I was probably a young um, eight or nine year old sitting in my uh, Brooklyn Railroad apartment watching uh, TV on my uh, beautiful, huge 26-inch screen, which uh, <laughs> which was huge at the time. In fact, at that time, I think they were television sets. I mean, they were televisions that you could just put your VCR on, your uh, bunny ear antenna, your Nintendo, you know, if you were a kid that played Nintendo. And sometimes even like a centerpiece, you would put like uh, uh, flowers in a vase. <laughs> And so what I'd like to know from people out there is, uh, how has this impacted you? Call me out, 303-696-1971. Do you sort of intently go to the supermarket now and say to yourself, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to pick up eggs this week, maybe next week. I mean, has it really impacted your wallet that much? So I'd like to hear from you on that. In fact, I was talking to uh, Jimmy Sangenberger, who has a show here at uh, News Talk 710 KNUS from uh, 6 to 9, which I was helping out yesterday. And he talked to me about something called the egg test. And uh, your egg can do one of uh, three things, and each will determine its freshness. And so I'm looking at my good friend, uh, Cade, who is agreeing with me. So if it sinks to the bottom turns on its side and stays there and stays there it's very fresh now if the egg sinks but floats at an angle or stands on end and on end uh, the egg is a bit older probably a week or uh, two weeks but 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 it's still okay to eat now if the egg floats it's too old and should be thrown away um, completely so if you're looking for uh, more of a uh, cut-and-dry test. Just uh, dissolve two tablespoons of salt in two cups of cold water. Put the egg in the water. If it sinks, it's good. If it floats, it's just way too old. And 
thankfully, my mother always knew when an egg was too old. And so I never had to, like, crack open a rotten egg and uh, mix that in with my <laughs> with my Vienna sausages because uh, I used to make some struggle meals. By the way, that's something I want to get to as well. Uh, whenever there wasn't enough money, was there perhaps something in a pantry that you said, okay, I think these two things would go well together because um, I certainly remember frying up some sardines from a can and having it just taste absolutely awful with some sourdough bread, (laughs) some butter, and uh, perhaps a little sugar. Um, We were talking about cereal before, and uh, I remember that there were actually some people who, when they didn't have milk, they would actually just fill their bowl with water. And so they would have their cornflakes and water. And to be perfectly honest with you, you know, cereal is sugary enough. You could just sort of have that as a treat. In fact, at supermarkets now, don't they serve like single packets of cereal, like uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch? And yeah, they look like uh, potato chip packets. So anyway, uh, yeah, so call me up 303-696-1971. Tell me what you think about... Um, you know, the egg price increase and tell me how it's impacted you. Uh, Because I know sometimes when I go into a supermarket and thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm going to only spend $25. And then it ends up $53, $56, $65. And so, you know, every little bit counts. It's absolutely true. And uh, yeah, so, uh, right. And, you know, I was thinking about I was thinking about struggle meals a little earlier uh, because, you know, I would absolutely pop open a can of Vienna sausages and uh, Vienna sausages. I mean, if if you've ever had them, you know that they save the good stuff for hot dogs. So you can only imagine you can only imagine what they say for these Vienna sausages. They're terrible. <laughs> They're absolutely awful. But when there was not, but when I was a little low on cash, I would open up the pantry. That, that's what I would see, and I'd have to, uh, yeah, I'd have to, you know, put, I have to pan fry them, you know. And if I, if, if luckily I had two pieces of bread to my name, then they would go in there. And going into eggs a little bit more, if I had some eggs, I would. Sort of, you know, just you mix them up uh, with the Vienna sausages, and that would be my, God, that would be my breakfast or my lunch. I mean, just terrible, awful stuff. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd actually like to hear what uh, what people out there have had when there just wasn't enough money in their pockets. Uh, 303-696-1971. I'm sure that people out there have had instances where... They said, oh, boy, uh, well, the wallet is looking a little light right now. I don't think I can quite make it to uh, King Supers or Walmart and uh, buy anything on the cheap right now. I'm just going to have to depend on what I have. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll certainly be back with more of that conversation. Uh, Got to be honest, guys, I love being here. I'd love to hear from you, 303 696 1971, Louis Gonzalez in for Mike Boyle, and we'll be back with more of the restaurant show. People say I've got a drinking problem. That 
All right, we're back. This is Luis Gonzalez filling in for Mike Boyle on The Restaurant Show. We're talking about struggle meals. What is a struggle meal? A struggle meal is pretty much anything you can gather together, anything that's in a pantry, anything that's in the fridge. Ooh, perhaps it may be out of date. You never know. And uh, mixing it all together and having something to eat. And so I've had a couple of texts come in, and we've actually got uh, Jeff in Arvada calling in. And, and uh, Jeff, tell me about your struggle meal. Well, I'm not really calling about a struggle meal. I'm calling about eggs. Oh, all right. Fantastic. Um, our biggest problem, well, not problem, but our biggest deal with the eggs is the price. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. To have them for baking. And... Having just gone through the holidays, my mm-hmm. wife did a ton of baking, and it's right. like, well, we have no choice. Mm-hmm. But there are substitutes that you can use for eggs. And one of them, my wife is looking for another substitute. She hadn't found it yet. But okay. One of them is a quarter cup of club soda. Interesting, e- really. Equals one egg. Huh. For baking. Now, you're not going to take a quarter cup of club soda scramble it up with potatoes and sausage <laughs> right, and have yeah. a breakfast burrito. But, I mean, it does replace what the egg, the moisture, the mm. egg gives to a cake or, well, anything. Anything you're going to use um, to bake, you know. So it, it does it it does work. But, again, you're not going to make be- breakfast burrito. Right, right, exactly. Do you see, do you see, do you see this as something that uh, people might uh, be doing more and more if they knew about it? Yeah, well, yeah, we specifically went because we knew there were substitutes. Mm-hmm. We specifically went and spoke to people. We can't go online. We don't. We don't have the means to do that. But okay. We spoke to other people. They went online, and they found us the recipes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think that's actually great. Uh, you know, I mean, we just use eggs for so many meals. Um, but, yeah, like you said, if we're not going to uh, use it for you know, cooking it up with some chorizo in the morning uh, for baking purposes, I think an egg substitute would be uh, would be great, actually. Right, and my wife still has not found the second recipe that she okay. wrote down for. It. That's fine. But she said, if you when she did go online with a girlfriend of hers, she said there are like ten different things hmm. you use to in place of eggs. Wow, really. So I think it's – and, and then you're going to have to try them and say, mm-hmm. no, right. this doesn't work, <laughs> you know, but, you know. Yeah, I would assume that uh, a few taste tests would probably be necessary. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, so, I mean, that's just one option because mm-hmm. the price of – of eggs are just ridiculous, yeah. and it's just another reason. It's like, well, keep the government the heck out of my pocket. Right. Exactly. Now, did you hear what I mentioned earlier, which uh, it was a poultry veterinarian interviewed in a documentary I saw that said that you can actually produce eggs humanely, whether they are cage-free or in a cage? Well, sure you can. Yeah. I mean, it's just common sense, but right. it feels good to say, oh, we can't harm the chickens, mm-hmm. right? you know. Well, it doesn't necessarily have to harm the chickens. Right. You know, so 
But anyway, that's just my two cents worth. Oh, well, listen, thank you, Jeff, so much for calling in. And, uh, yeah, you brought up an interesting thing, which is that, well, I guess we can use egg substitutes uh, for baking purposes. So that actually makes a lot, yeah, that actually makes a ton of sense. Uh, maybe I can actually look some of those up and talk about them on the air a little later. Uh, so, yeah, if you'd like to chime in on that, uh, we'll still be talking about that throughout the show. Uh, you can call up at 303-696-1971. I'd also like to talk more about these struggle meals. In fact, I got a couple of uh, texts right here. Uh, somebody said scrambled eggs with white rice mixed in. And uh, this person also said, I get eggs once a month now. So uh, that's pretty sad. I'd actually love to know, before that, uh, would they get eggs, uh, you know, biweekly? You know, if uh, if that. But scrambled eggs with white rice mixed in, I mean, that's something that my dad used to actually eat in Puerto Rico, <laughs> to be perfectly honest with you. Or actually, what he would have is a fried egg on top of the white rice and then just pour ketchup all over it, which is just something that I never really could quite quite get accustomed to, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean that's 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 just that's just too much for me, Dad. That's that's too much struggling. We're 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 we, you know we're in the US. We're in the mainland now, all right? <laughs> it's just not something I'm gonna do. Alright, so uh, we've got all that and more Coming up on the show, uh, once again, I'd love to get your calls, 303-696-1971. Please don't be afraid to text into the show as well. Uh, you can do so on the KNUS app. We've got uh, one more hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show to go, and I can't wait to spend it with you. All right, Luis Gonzalez in for Mike Boyle, and we'll be back with more Restaurant Show on News Talk 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.